And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to a special Panelology bonus episode. I'm Alex. And I am Brian. And we're talking about Future State. Yeah, this is uh, DC's January 2021 and January and February 2021 event. Yes. And so, a little different than most normal events. Yeah, it's, I think, a very DC kind of idea. Yeah. Especially in the way it fits into the big picture. The closest thing I could maybe compare it to is something like Flashpoint, or maybe... See, even Future's End doesn't feel right, because Future's Uh -uh. End was a bunch of, like, one-shots of the existing books. Like, they were all issue 30-point-whatever. Right. Um, So yeah, maybe, maybe the Flashpoint stuff is the closest, but there's also not a central event series that ties this all together. Right. So the idea behind this is, uh, as as DC builds it, it is discover the destiny of the the destiny of the DC universe. They are going to give us at least one possible future take on where some of these heroes are heading, and not the future like Legion of Superheroes future, um, although they are in, in this. But like, you know, uh, 20 years from now, what might comics in the DC universe look like would be a better way to think of it, I think. Yeah, and I think I think that this is, it feels like a different beast from something like Future's End or I know they did like a one year later thing uh, right before Flashpoint, like a couple of years before Flashpoint as followed a final crisis maybe where they just jumped forward a year in in universe time this feels like it's a little more compared to to the five years later stuff in futures and it feels like it's a little more immediately grounded in what's going on now like there are characters yeah there are characters who show up in these and across these who have been seated in stories for a few months now, at least. Yep. And Future's End, I read. I read all of those as they came out, or at least the books I was already reading as they came out. And most of those books kind of felt like they were pushing a shock factor in some way. Right, yeah. Um, with exception of, like, Wonder Woman and Green Arrow that that I think used those books a little more cannily. Um, was Wonder Woman? Yeah, Wonder Woman was one. Um, no, that was the zero year issue I'm thinking of. Uh, but th- there was, there were some books that used, used that issue well, but I think that push towards shock and different and non sequitur kind of worked against there. And I know from, from what I've read of some of the one year later stuff, 
that that was in many cases a criticism of it as well like the the jumping forward and red arrow has lost his hand or right, Arsenal right. has lost his hand that kind of thing like 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 they make changes that just for the sake of changing right yeah uh, so that they almost feel more like au type stuff than they do yeah yeah and this mean. this feels like the opposite of that um yeah. and i think the first one on the list is a good example of that well so super, super quick before we get started i want to mention uh, and and I mentioned this in our main episode that there are books from DC this month that are kind of part of other things that are not part of Future State, right? right. But there are no uh, other than like the Black Label stuff and some of their like miniseries, like the other history of the DC universe. There are no books like Action Comics or Green Lantern or Flash this month. These two months. All right. of those are part of future state. And I think that's that's also a good... T- this is also a good time to bring up. Hearing, hey, this whole month is one big event thing sounds like a lot. It and does. And look, comics is an expensive hobby. I'm not ever going to say otherwise. <laughs> but just kind of a heads up about like the numbers of it before we get into book by book. Yes. There are a total of 25 future state issues coming out in January. Um, I don't expect that number to be a whole lot higher in February. Nope. Uh, If my math is right, looking at this, like 26 is probably the number in February. Because there's one three-issue miniseries that will have an extra issue in February. Um, For these titles... Uh, and, and maybe what this means will be a little clearer as we go through them. Some of them are standard-sized issues that are standard $4 price. Yep. Um, some of them are a little bigger and are $6. And most of the $6 titles have two stories in them. Yes. And they're, then they're mostly two f- pretty much full-size stories. Like, they're not yeah. like an anthology-sized story then there are some that have three or even four stories in them and those are twice the size of a normal issue and eight dollars cover price all of these have a cardstock variant the cardstock variant always adds an extra buck to that so if you want the cardstock they become five seven and nine dollars um some of these kind of stand alone some of these have backups that connect to each other or give you different sides of the same coin. Like, uh, we'll talk about Superman books. There's one that's about John Kent on Earth, and why is he the Superman on Earth? Well, it's because his father is somewhere else, and there's a book for that. Um, but by and large, most of these, you could probably read just the single title. Uh, so with all that said... Yeah. Um, starting with Aquaman. So this is a two-issue series. This is a $4 book. Uh, writer is Brandon Thomas. Artist and cover artist, Daniel Semper. Mm-hmm. Variant by Kari Randolph. Uh, this is about Jackson Hyde and Andy Curry. And, like, we've even talked while reading Aquaman about wanting to see both of these characters. We want more time with them, and we want to see, you know, who Andy Curry becomes. Right. As, as you know, a hero. Yeah. And-, and in this book, she's a teenager, and Jackson is supposed to be, like, training her and loses track of her and has to try to find her and ends up stuck in prison on Neptune for five years. 
And to be specific, Jackson Hyde is Aquaman now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Andy is, I think, in this book, her title is Aqualass. And you'll yeah. see why I make that distinction in a, in a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we'll see, yeah, we'll see Andy turn up in another book, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is a really clear example of, like, all of the threads of this have been building in Kelly Sue DeConnick's run mm -hmm. pretty much since the beginning of her run. Yes. Uh, the next Batman is the first Batman title on our list. Uh, cover artist is Ladron. This is a four-issue series. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of the $8 books. Yes. Cover artist is Ladron. There is a variant by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. We've we've talked about and around. There's been a lot of buzz about the first story in this book. This is the John Ridley Batman story. Yes. Uh, that we'd been promised. The first issue's art is Nick Darrington for that story. That's going to be beautiful. Yes, it is. And this this book is a good example. All the Gotham books kind of deal with this storyline around a private law enforcement group called the Magistrate that the mayor of Gotham has let come in after some big tragedy. And they are policing mask crime, uh, uh, as the solicitation calls it. And there is a new Batman in response to this with a connection to Lucius Fox. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess it's his son, Tim. Who, yeah. Who he's alluded, he's alluded to in a couple of recent issues. And I think we finally saw maybe in Batman 101. Yeah. Um, so these big anthology ones, usually the, the first story is going to repeat across the issues. And then the other two stories are one-offs. So right. the four issue series, we get two issues of a month. So the other two stories in Last Batman number one are Outsiders by Brandon Thomas and Sumit Kumar, uh -huh. um, which again is is dealing with this magistrate story. Magistrate story. Uh, the only other thing we really learn in that solicitation copy is that the outskirts are protected by the sword of Katana. Right. Whether then that's have... the Katana we know or a new Katana, well, yeah. it waits to be seen. It's at very least the sword. Yes. Uh, Arkham Knights is the third story in this issue, written by Paul Jenkins, art by Jackson Herbert. Um, Arkham Asylum has been decommissioned, and uh, Croc, Killer Croc, Two-Face, Phosphorus, Zaz, Clayface, and Astrid Arkham are the Arkham Knights who are fighting back against the Magistrate. Okay, I, I love this idea. I do too, and I think so. I think this is the Batman stuff feels like the corner of this that has the most nods to each other yeah. in it. Uh, because we learn in the Nightwing solicitation that he is operating out of Arkham. So, like, is Nightwing affiliated with the Arkham Knights? Right. Is one of the questions I have in all this. Uh, me as well. Yep. Next Batman number two cover is again Ladron. Yeah. The variants Francesco Matina. Uh, art for the next Batman is taken over by Laura Laura Braga in this issue. Mm -hmm. um, the backups change a bit in this one, though. The backups change. Yeah, we, we have, have for the second one we have Batgirls, which is by uh, Vita Ayala. Yes, uh, art by Aneke. Um, and that is Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown as the Batgirls. 
Which, again, is, like, something that Editorial had promised us, and then we had teased in... Uh, Meg and I talked about this. There was a Batman-Joker Warzone one-shot that had a bunch of short stories yep. that were setting up things to come. This feels like it's of a piece with that. Yeah, like, if that's we... the beginning of their working together, maybe this is a glimpse into what that future would be. Uh, then we get a story called Gotham City Sirens by Paula uh, Sevenbergen with art by Emanuela uh, Lapacino. Uh, Lupacino, sorry. Uh, and this is um, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and a new siren on a gal's night out, though. Another. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I think these two probably are the best examples of what we're talking about when we talk about these. Kind of anthology, but not completely, right? Um, yeah. I I think Alex, I think it was actually you who was who I was talking to about it and uh, described it a bit, kind of like a um, uh, a shonen from Japan with yeah. ma- with manga, right? DC has talked about part of the inspiration for yeah. the way they're collecting these being Japanese or Asian comic collections in general. Yeah, shonen's a good example. Where you have, like, it's an $8 book, but it's an $8 book that's twice as big as a $4 book and has three stories in it. And yep. I think it's a good way to get, if everyone wants to read the John Ridley book, but maybe Batgirl, you know, maybe Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown don't normally move as many issues. It's a good way, I think, to give exposure to these characters who have a little more cult following, right? Exactly. Um, I love the idea, honestly. I do too. I'm yeah. I'm so here for it. Another two issue four dollar series, Batman Superman, written by Gene Lu and Yang, mm-hmm. art and cover by Ben Oliver, variant by Art Adams. Uh this is in the early days of the magistrate's occupation of Gotham. Um and dealing with a trap that the magistrate sets for Superman. Like, knowing that Batman will call him in for help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and asks just, I did not read this line of the solicitation. Did you not? Because, moment. like, how did you not? Where because did I know Professor how you feel Pig about this character. Get a Kryptonian scalpel. Yeah. yeah. Um, in ugh. case you didn't hear that, that, it was, where did Professor Pig get a Kryptonian, Kryptonite scalpel? Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, it's going to be good stuff. Yeeks. Yeah. Catwoman, number one of two. Um, unless I say otherwise, assume the two-issue ones are four bucks and the four-issue ones are eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll point out where the six-dollar issues are. I know you're excited about this one. I'm very excited for this one. This is Catwoman, uh, written still by Rom V. Yeah. Like. I am so glad to see that he is on this book because I have loved the first two issues of his Catwoman so far. And the art is by Otto Schmidt, which, yes. Uh, Cover is Liam Sharp. Variant is Art Germ. Yeah, baby. This is Catwoman pulling a heist. A train heist. Not just robbing a train, stealing the train. Yeah, robbing the train. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, to save children. Yeah, yep. Dark Detective number one of four. This is the rare four-issue series that is actually uh, six bucks instead of eight. Yep. 
Uh, there are only two stories in each of these. We get number one and two each in January. Okay, I, uh, I am I am super excited about both tales in this number one and who the creative teams for these are. Yes, the first so, yeah cover is Dan Mora, variants John Paulian. Now tell me about who's writing. So uh, Dark Detective uh, is uh, Mariko Tamaki, um, which. Yeah, can't wait to get that one. That's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Grifter story, which is the backup story, is being written by Matthew Rosenberg. Yes. Ah, uh, so, so, so good. Yeah. Dan Mora and Carmine de Gian Domenico are the artists on yeah. each of those. Um. Yeah. Dark Detective is about Bruce Wayne on the run. Yes. And yeah. this this is the book that will be following Bruce as Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh the the second issue solicitation, a copy for the Dark Detective story, talks about how he's having to investigate his own murder mm-hmm. and asking the question, how did the killers know Bruce was Batman? Right. And uh, and what's the backup story in the second one, Alec? In the second one, we have a Red Hood backup written by Joshua Williamson. With art by Giannis Milano Giannis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Williamson writing Red Hood, that I can get behind. I That's a good fit. I, I like know, that. right? Um yeah, and Red Hood is stuck working for the magistrate as a mask hunter, uh catching villains and heroes basically as bounties. Oof. When the Red Hood gang reemerges. Yeah. yeah. Next up is The Flash. Why don't you tell me about this one, Brian? Oh, yeah. So this is uh, being written by Brandon Vietti. Uh, the art is Dale Eaglesham. Um, covers Brandon Peterson, and the cardstock variant is Kari Andrews. And um, basically, all of the Flash family have lost their speed powers, their speed force powers. And have to confront the deadliest threat that they have ever faced, which is Wally West, who is possessed by an e- something evil that was trapped within the Speed Force. Um, this one, probably more than anyone else, I'm not sure how to read that solicitation. Like the most, the rest of them, you know, you get the 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 Bruce Wayne is on the run; he's got to solve his own thing. Like you can kind of get a, a headspace around that a little bit. This one, I'm like, I. I Okay, so they don't have any of their powers, and Wally... I, I don't know exactly how this one's going to work yet, but I'm excited to find out. I have to guess that maybe more than any of the others, this one seems like it might be directly coming out of Death Metal, yes. right? Yep. Um, And that one's also a two-issue series. Green Lantern, number one, is a two-issue. This is one of the two issues that is... A little bigger and a six bucks. Yes. Uh, cover is Clayton Henry. Variant is Jamal Campbell. Uh, there are three stories in here. This is the one, the one book on this list of twenty-five where I'm not a hundred percent sure which parts of the solicitation text describe which stories. <laughs> the obvious one is the Book of Guy, which yes. is written by Ernie Altbacker with art by Clayton Henry, which is about Guy Gardner trapped on a distant world. Deciding to reopen the Warriors Bar. Yeah. The other two are called The Last Lanterns, which is written by Jeffrey Thorne with art by Tom Rainey, and The Taking of Sector 123 by Ryan Cady with art by Samri Basri. 
I'm guessing if I had ever seen or knew anything about the taking of Pelham one, two, three, I could guess which of these other books or which of these other lines in the solicitation describe that book. Yeah. Um, one of them is about Jon Stewart leading a team to contact new life forms and map sectors beyond the 3,600 known sectors of space. Um, when he comes across an elite team of lanterns trapped behind enemy lines. And the other is about Jessica Cruz finding herself powerless while battling invading yellow lanterns. And both of those are set against the central pattern central power battery going dark yeah uh, the, the taking of sector one two three has to be the jessica cruz one okay yeah yeah cool um i'm glad you could sort that out because i was not sure which was which <laughs> harley quinn number one of two. Oh, uh i'm so stephanie phillips is writing this and that just makes me super super happy I want to read this book so bad. The cover of this, it, the artist Simone DeMeo, and the cover, the cover is Derek Chu, uh, uh -huh. cardstock variant by Gary Frank. This Derek Chu cover for this has got me so so excited. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last yeah. week off air. Um, at least on the Derek Chu variant, Harley Quinn has some real Ramona Flowers vibes. And yeah, I am super here for super. That. Yeah um also just every now and then there's that comic creator who like i feel comes out of nowhere into my radar and then i just need everything they do uh-huh simone de mayo between champions and we only find them when they're dead is the newest name on that list so essentially the magistrates have gotten scarecrow have recruited scarecrow to try to break harley for her knowledge about Gotham and, you know, how crime works and all of that. And they think that they have broken her, but, you know, it's Harley, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, one of the ones I'm probably most excited about. Yeah. Well, and it and this next book yes. uh, are two good examples of something that we haven't talked about yet in Future State. Which is the the character designs? Yeah, for returning characters, for new characters, are just outstanding. Like they look really, really cool. They're very intentional. the The next book on the list is Immortal Wonder Woman, and we'll get to another Wonder Woman book that that's also true of further down the yes. alphabet. Um, cover is by Jen Bartel variant by peach momoko Ugh. this is a an oversized six bucks two issue series yeah alex i'm sure this will come as a huge shock to you uh -huh. but i've pretty much already bought into i have to get both covers for all of these yeah i'm i'm let me just tell you how surprised i am they're just i mean they're all insanely gorgeous yeah they i yeah I, <laughs> You can't argue with me, can you? I have the same problem. I, there are more than one of these that I will also end up <laughs> Like, they're that good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the the main feature in this one, the Immortal Wonder Woman story, is written by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. Uh, the Doom Patrol issue that Becky Cloonan wrote, Michael W. Conrad was her co-writer on. Um, so they worked together for DC. The art is the 
first time Jen Bartel has done interiors for a DC comic. I cannot wait for that, man. Yeah. Uh, tell me what this one's about. Uh, this is um. <sighs> so this is this one. I think probably more than any takes place further in the future. Because the idea is that most the the age of heroes is over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of Di- most of her sisters are gone now, right? Um, but Wonder Woman is immortal, so she's still around, and this is her uh, going up against a threat that even Darkseid couldn't deal with. Um, it, this gives me the the vibe that I got from this when I read that the solicitor when I've heard about it. Is a lot like the um, the the super far future All Father Thor. Yeah, right. Where like everything else has moved on and gone, and they're trying to still deal. You know, he's still trying to deal with with things, right? And this is the same thing for her. She yeah. has this gorgeous gray streak in the front of her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she is wearing a necklace uh, uh, of kryptonite yep and has batman's utility belt on i love everything about this yeah so here for this uh the backup in this first issue is about nubia who has been absent from wonder woman comics for a while uh it is written by ll mckinney with art by aletha martinez and mark morales uh set in the much closer future as the original champion of themyscira strikes out on her own uh, things have been unstable on Paradise Island for a while, so she's found a new home in Man's World, Nubia has, and is protecting it from the dangers of myths and magic. Uh, the writer on this, L.L. McKinney, wrote the Nubia Real One uh, graphic novel. I, I, and Nubia's not a character I know super well, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see... Like, they've got to use this as sort of a launch pad for anyone who's come into DC in the last decade, I think, for the character. Yeah. I almost feel like we need to jump ahead before we do the next one and talk about yeah. the flip side of, of Wonder Woman. All right, let's do it. You're talking about the Wonder Woman title? I am talking about Future State Wonder Woman, yes. All right, this is another two-issue series. Uh Writer, artist, and cover, Joelle Jones, mm-hmm. variant by Jenny Frisson. I mean, Jenny doing more Wonder Woman covers? Scott, sign me up. Yeah. But you're not going to see Diana on this one. You know what? I love Diana. That's okay, because this is one of those amazing character designs I mentioned a moment ago. Yeah, it is. I it, love everything about this character. It absolutely is. So if you have paid attention to the last six months of Wonder Woman, one of the things that, specifically the last, was it that last annual, I think? Yep, Wonder Woman annual number four. Where they seeded this thing that they had found a new tribe of Amazons in the Brazilian rainforest, right? And that's where this Wonder Woman comes from. Her yes, name is her Yara name is... Flor, and she is from the Amazon, rain, from that group of the Muscarians in the Amazon rainforest, and... She is taking up the mantle of Wonder Woman, and, and I love everything about this. Yeah, I the, just the concept of this Wonder Woman sold me so much that I'm only reading this solicitation text for now. Now, for the first time, along with her trusty steed, she <laughs> journeys to the underworld to rescue one of her Themyscarian sisters from the grasp of Hades. Yep, 
Yes, I could not be more excited for this book. Indeed. All right, back on track. Well, and you'll find out why I wanted to mention her first. Yeah, no, yeah. good call. Uh, Justice League, number one of two. Cover by Dan Mora, a variant by Cal New. Uh, this is one of the one of the bigger two-issue books, one of the $6 books. Yeah. The main story here is Justice League. Written by Joshua Williamson with art by Robson Rocha and Daniel Enriquez. Yep. So this is a new Justice League roster, and I love everything about it. Yeah, so if you, knowing that this is like Future State, right, uh -huh. and knowing that we have a new roster, like, do you think, would you think that it's a whole lot of, like, different characters than who we have normally seen? So... Like, if you had asked me to come up with this list, reading every other solicitation and not this one, yeah, I would have said, okay, yeah, like, Yara Floor would be, Yara Floor or Nubia would be my pick for the Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Woman. Woman. And it's Yara. Um, I would have said, I would have kind of probably hemmed and hawed a little and said, well, okay, you want an Aquaman. Jackson probably would be who I'd guess, but I'd love to see Andy Curry in the mix. Yep. I probably would have I probably would have said Jackson final answer. You would you you would be incorrect. Uh and that would be because and, and this is why I mentioned before where she was Aqualass in the Aquaman book. Yep. She is Aqua Woman in the Justice League book. Yeah. Yeah, she is, Which is she has grown and has taken the title of Aqua Woman and, and it's Andy Curry and I'm super excited. So this is this is kind of another of those things that as we look through this has made us excited. Yeah. This is not like one effort to talk about the same moment in time Correct. across the whole DC universe. Yep. We see it here versus Aquaman. We see it across the Wonder Woman books. These are all at different points in time. Now. Or they are, some of them grouped together, but many of them are at different points in time. I think Bobby, by far the easiest one to have guessed for this would be uh -huh. Jonathan Kent as Superman. Well, Jonathan Kent as Superman, and I would have said, okay, well, if Bruce is presumed dead and on the run... The new Batman must be. Right. And they Batman. don't tell us who that is, which for obvious reasons. Yeah. But the Flash text would make me wonder, is there a Flash? The one, though, that I am the most excited I for. Knew this was, yeah, I knew this is who you were excited about. That I never, never would have guessed. Nope, you would not. Is that Joe Mullane is the Green Lantern in this book. And I cannot tell you how much I need it now. For those of you who might be going, Joe who? Who's Joe Mullane? Joe Mullane is the Green Lantern in Far Sector. Yes. Who is, was, was, is in Far Sector. She is outside of the 3,600 sectors, yeah. right? And that book has been amazing. And I am all down for this. Yeah, and like, I had, I had kind of, of accepted, I guess, sold myself on avoiding disappointment at least by believing okay this is basically a black label book it is dc giving a wonderful mainstream novelist a chance to write a comic i'll probably never see joe mullane in the justice league or whatever on earth or whatever right and i'm okay with that I was wrong, and I have never been happier to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, the Flash that we see here, I don't know if you picked up on this. This is the Flash, or, or I maybe one of the Flashes, I think, as far as I know, it's the only one. 
that is on that refugee ship from Dark Metal Multiverse's End. I did not catch that. Yes. This is a flash from somewhere else in the multiverse. Cool. Yes. Which also the makes backup. me excited. That, like, this, this team has so much new, fresh energy. I don't know how you're not excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to sweeten the pot a little bit, all of their biggest enemies wind up murdered in an abandoned Hall of Justice. And they've been framed for those murders. Yeah. It's also a murder mystery. Yeah. Oh, but that's not all we get in this book, is it? No. We get more Justice League Dark. And let me tell you, Brian. <laughs> now, look, I I mentioned in this week's regular episode, right, that we're basically at the end of the Justice League run. I have been so terrified that that would mean Rom V would be leaving Justice League. And I am, in that same way of trying not to set myself up for disappointment, I am reminding myself this could be more epilogue right. than starting something new. But I hope it's starting something new. Rom V writes Justice League Dark. Yes. With Marcio Takara on art. And the the roster is maybe largely who you would expect. Zatanna, John Constantine, Ragman, Madame Xanadu. Oh, I, I, okay, wait, wait, hang on. Some I, I, I want to point out very specifically, you skipped somebody, and I was like, I, I hoped you did, because it is by far the thing I'm most excited about. I, I did skip somebody. Um, There is a member of this team, also from the current roster, uh -huh. but he's... He's got, let's say, a a new sidekick. Um, so Detective Chimp is here as well, which sounds gone, perfectly gone reasonable. Gone, gone, the form of Chimp. Huh? Gone, gone, the form of Chimp. <laughs> uh, the problem is the parentheses text right after it lists Detective Chimp, which happens to read, now possessed by Etrigan. Yeah, I don't know how you rhyme Chimp with Etrigan. I, I, I don't know. either, but, like, I'm... So, so excited for this. Like, yeah. Plus we get Madame Xanadu, which is, you know, I'm always down for that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And the question here at the end is, where is Dr. Fate? Why did the team disband in the first place? So, oh, and they're fighting Merlin. Yep. Uh, so it could still be the end of this chapter, but I really hope this is setting groundwork for more, because I just, I want Ram V to stay on this book for a while. Yeah. The uh, again the the cardstock cover for this is by Kale New, and it looks gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I don't recall if we said, but that's a two issue book that is oversized though. Yes. As you might have guessed from the two. Yeah, that's a six dollar one. So that's yep. a six dollar one. Yep. Kara Zor-El, Superwoman number one of two. Uh, yeah, of two, you will two, notice not two times the Marguerites. <laughs> I I love Marguerite and Marguerite. I really really do. Um, yeah, written by Marguerite Bennett, art by Marguerite Savage. Yeah. Um, I I love the fact that they're they're what they're they're giving Kara the 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 title of Superwoman. Like yes, yeah, like pastime at this point, right? Come on. Um, yeah, cover is uh, Paulina uh, Ganacho, and the cardstock cover is Alex Garner, which that and cardstock cover looks insane. Kara runs uh, basically a sanctuary for refugees on the moon. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. I, I, Legion. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, love it. Let's do it. Legion of Superheroes, number one of two. 
Brian Michael Bendis, still writing. Art and cover by Riley Rossmo. Variant by Ian McDonald. This book, I think I think the the headline with a bullet is that this book is the the as it calls it uh long overdue mm-hmm. debut in the the current era of the legion of the legion of substitute heroes yes yes i want it <laughs> yes i yeah i come on all of it all of it i want all of this yep nightwing number one of two uh, written by Andrew Constant, cover by Yasmin Putri, with art and a variant by yes, uh, a beloved Nightwing artist, a beloved artist of Jim and Juan. Yes, Nicholas Scott. Nicholas Scott. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, as we hinted at earlier, Batman is now gone. Bruce Wayne is presumed dead. Um. And Nightwing has taken on the mission of keeping Gotham safe, and his place of headquarters is the now-abandoned Arkham Asylum. Yep. What's not to love about this? Meanwhile, Robin Eternal, number one of two, uh, Megan Fitzmartin writes, Eddie Barrows arts, yep. Emanuela Lupacino and Irvin Rodriguez do cover one, and Daniel Warren Johnson does cover two. Yeah. Um, the Magistrate has a drug called Lazarus Resin. God, that just scares the hell out of me. I know, right? It also reminds me of what I consider the biggest missed chance on Arrow that never, ever established that Mirakuru was based on Lazarus Pit Juice. Correct. Yep. Um, I always expected that to happen, and it never did, and I'll never forgive it for that. Um, Even though I love it for other things. Uh, Tim Drake is Robin. Yes. And is going to try to stop the delivery of this drug with spoiler uh, helping him out. Oh, also, they're hijacking a Sky Convoy 20,000 feet in the air. Yeah, sounds perfect. Um, Well, maybe not perfect, because the two of them have apparently had a falling out and uh, are not on good terms. And that makes me personally sad. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. Also, there's fascist punching. Always punch fascists. (laughs) Shazam, number one of two. Uh, This is one of a couple of these that specifically references events in another one. Yep. Um, So I'm actually going to say, let's hold on it and come back to it after Teen Titans. Yes. Agreed. Suicide Squad, number one of two. This is another oversized $6 book. Uh, cover by Javi Fernandez, variant by Derek Chu. Who's writing Suicide Squad? Robbie Thompson. Yep. And Javi Fernandez's art on the Suicide Squad story. Uh, what I love is that the solicitation for this is super, super simple, right? It is, it enters the era that Amanda Waller was hoping, like like what she was building Task Force X to be four yes which simultaneously excites and scares the hell out of me yep yeah um oh yeah by the way did i mention that her new suicide squad is the justice league no yeah i didn't see that part where is that uh it, it like big bold letters right across part of the meet amanda waller's new suicide squad the justice league Oh. 
I, I might not have looked at all the covers. <laughs> there Oops. you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Our second story in this one is Black Adam, written by Jeremy Adams with art by Fernando Passarin. Um, Black Adam, the immortal one-time champion of the wizard Shazam, now rules the planet Kondak in the 853rd century and must save them from a threat rooted in the past. Yeah. Uh, now we come to kind of the, the Superman cluster. Yes. Uh, Superman of Metropolis 1 and 2, oversized $6 issue. Yep. Uh, cover by John Timms, variant by Ian Hugh Lee. The main feature here, Superman of Metropolis, is written by Sean Lewis with art by John Timms. Clark has left Jonathan in charge of protecting Earth as he heads off to parts unknown. And and how does that work out for Jonathan? Well, Brainiac attacks, and as a result, we get the bottle city of Metropolis. Yep. And Supergirl is not happy about this. No. No. Um, meanwhile, in the Bottle City, story number two, The Guardian, written by Sean Lewis, art by Coley Hamner, the former Manhattan Guardian, who was in Metropolis to start over, has to fight an anarchist called Honest Mary to protect the new Bottle City home that he lives in. And who is going to help make sure he can take her on? Who else? Jimmy Olsen. The third story here uh, continues in another one of the Superman titles. Yeah. It is a Mr. Miracle story starring Shiloh Norman, uh, written by Brandon Easton with art by Valentin Delandro, who is the artist on Bitch Planet. Okay. Uh, and it is about Mr. Miracle, also trapped in the bottle, trying to find a way out, who gets what he wishes for unfortunately for him yeah uh this this will pick up in superman worlds of war which we'll get to in a moment but first (laughs) i wish i had recorded the moment last week where i told brian about this next oh indeed um because it was one of those great moments of of joy for me where i get to lead him to the right answer and hear how excited he is this is called superman versus imperious lex yes and is basically about utopian capitalism and its uh, shortcomings. And as one might guess, based on that, who writes it? So, yeah, Alex Alex read part of the solicitation to me and kind of described it to me. And he was like, so, you know, that being what it is, who, you know, who, who would you want to write this? And I was like, wait, wait. So this is, this is Lex's utopia, a monument to capitalism trying to join the united planets so we know it's uh, clearly it's it's some sort of social commentary on that at which point i believe my reaction to you was okay now because of the way you've described it i have a name in mind and if it's not this person i'm going to be insanely disappointed that is correct and while i was pretty sure you were there there was a part of me in the back of my head going Oh, he might say Chip Zdarsky, which would still be very good, but wrong. No, no, I, I, let's just say I am not disappointed because this is being written by Mark Russell. Yep. Oh my God. (laughs) Yep. I, 
I read this and then remembered, you know, he had that Superman pitch that became uh, Second Son. Second Son. Yep. Because DC was a little concerned about including Jesus as a character in a Superman story. I'm glad to see Mark Russell found a Superman story that, that could still, like, be a Mark Russell book, but also yeah. exist. Yeah, I, everything. All for it. Yeah. Give us two. This is, this is the one weird book, by the way, that does not fit the pattern of anything else. This is a three-issue miniseries. Yep. It is the only three-issue one on the list, and is the reason why, while there are 25 in January... I think there will be 26 in February. And there is a, it is a $4 book. It's just this. Yep. yep. Superman War, Worlds of War, number one of two. This is one of the, this is the, the, the one, uh, two issue $8 book. Yeah. Um, this one has four stories in it. Uh, it is where the Mr. Miracle story picks up. Yep. Um, the first, oh, the, the cover artist is Mikel Hanin. The variant artist is Ricardo Federici. The first story is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Mikel Hanin. And this is our, our Clark Kent book. Yeah, this is where Clark has gone and why Jonathan is in charge of keeping Metropolis safe. Yep. And uh, this is a Superman on Warworld story. Yeah. Basically, he has gone to fight as a gladiator in the pits of Mongol. Yep. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing that 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 I was not expecting, but am also excited about, is what's the uh, what's the last backup in this one, Alex? Uh, well, the last one listed is Mister Miracle, so Black Racer. Yes, but is it the Black Racer we know? No, this Black Racer is a girl raised in the slums of War World. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah. We also have this is. Not only the weird, the weird eight dollar two issue book, but this is the one book that has four stories in it. Uh, yeah, uh, because there's, there's, there's one other a... character you haven't mentioned that's going to be in one of these too. That is Midnighter. Yeah. Uh, also written by Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad. Art here is by Gleb Melnikov. Yeah. And uh, he's looking for a new energy source deadlier than kryptonite so he can stop it before it gets unleashed. Yep. I, all of it. I want all of that. Superman Wonder Woman, number one of two. Yep. Written by Dan Waters. Artist is Leila Del Duca. Cover is Lee Weeks. And variant is Jeremy Roberts. This is uh this is not our this is not Clark and Diana though this is our new group this is nope. Jonathan and Yara Floor. Yep, and they are having to protect the world from a fight between two gods. Yep. While also being basically two gods fighting. Um the other thing that I uh, the 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 last piece of this is something that I that I thought was super interesting, which is can the two fledgling heroes put their differences aside long enough to save the world? Yeah. So I'm super interested to see what like what's the friction there. That is an excellent question. Yeah. Swamp Thing number one of two. Oh, written you're by excited Robin about v. this one. I am. Yeah. So. Uh, this is written by Ram V, art and cover are by Mike Perkins, variant by Dima Ivanov. Uh, this is set after a terrible war, 
with life blooming anew in Swamp Thing's image. Humanity is in hiding. Hiding from the green god who now rules the planet. Uh, but when the avatar of the green uncovers a stray human, a rebellion is revealed. This Swamp Thing is no stranger to violent ends and neither are his creations. If it's war humanity wants, it will be at their doorstep and Swamp Thing will never be the same. So I, I think this was something Romvi tweeted. But we recently had that Swamp Thing holiday special. Yep. That was bookended with a pair of stories by Rom V about a new Swamp Thing who did not have his human roots. And he tweeted that this story comes out of that and is about that same Swamp Thing. So I I don't know of, of another, like, kind of one-off holiday special that DC has done that is then turned around and been relevant in a capacity like this. <laughs> uh, but apparently, that one does. Moving on to Teen Titans number one of two. Yes. So, Tim Sheridan writes, Rafa Sandoval is the artist and provides the, the, the A cover. Dustin Nguyen does cover B. Yep. So why why did I hold off on Shazam for this one, Brian? Um... Why did you hold off? Well, hmm. does it have to do with the, uh, the 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 former student? No, I held off on Shazam for this one because they the Titans had formed a school and it became a uh, oh the site of a huge battle. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Okay, destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so Titans Tower is uh, essentially a as they describe it a monument to a graveyard of pupils. Yes, that 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 died. And this was the last place that Billy Batson was seen alive. Correct. Yes. Um, but specifically, so the new the new teen heroes have to look to a new leader, um, who is a former student, who is a character. Hang on, I I'm I'm confused by something. The new teen heroes. You mean the Teen Titans have to? Yeah. Yeah. I, so for, it's, I guess it's the former, classic former teen it's Titans. former teen heroes, but yeah, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the Teen Titans, but Nightwing, Starfire, Beast Boy, Cyborg, Raven. Yes, the the like they are looking squad. to a to a new person who is a former student for help. This person has never appeared in comic books before, but has appeared before as a character in the DC larger universe. Specifically, has appeared in a Teen Titans product, the TV animated series of Teen Titans. Yes, it's Red X. We're talking about Red X. Red X is now going to be a in-continuity DC Universe comic character. Yep. This makes me so insanely happy that I can't even tell you. And then coming back to Shazam, another two-issue series written by Tim Sheridan, art by Eduardo Pansica, cover by Bernard Chang, and variant by... Gerald Perel. No one has seen Billy Batson in years, not since the incident known as the final battle of Titans Island. Uh, now leading a small band of heroes, even his allies have begun to ask who's controlling Earth's mightiest mortal. In a story set years after the events of future state teen Titans, learn the truth behind the sacrifice Billy made to imprison an ultimate evil he even he couldn't destroy. Um... You know what this makes me wonder? So one of the things that the Black Adam story talked about was him ruling the planet of Kandak, right? And having to deal with an evil from the past that has resurfaced. Yeah. It makes me wonder if it is this same 
ultimate evil that comes back that again. Is, that is a good question. It's a different writer, but I still wouldn't rule it out. Right, right. Yeah. Be interesting. Like Tim Sheridan. Tim Sheridan is writing both Teen Titans and Shazam. And Shazam, yes. Yeah. But Jeremy Adams. Jeremy Adams. Right. Black Adam. I, I think it's a question that bears asking, though. And we shall. I do too. We shall get an answer in January. Yeah. So that is. That is it. That is a lot of stuff. Uh, it is still just 25 books, though. And I think it's easy if there's like a corner you're interested in to kind of like segment out and look at yeah. whatever corner you might normally. It is. It is. Um, I will be grabbing all of it, though. Oh, well, I. Yeah, that's not even BS. I mean, yep. and remember, that's 25 books essentially for the month of January, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's that's not an overabundance amount of books for a whole month. No. Yeah. It's just six books right. a week. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that is it for this. Uh if you like the idea of breaking solicitations out into their own separate thing. Yeah. Let us know. That's something we've actually talked about doing before, but have never really felt like the major justification for that this provided um but if it if it's better to listen to as its own thing let us know um it is certainly something we would do again if you don't want us to do that please let us know that also like feedback okay. would be appreciated i imagine if you don't want us to do it you probably haven't made it an hour into this well, but that's, that's probably fair too yeah. but if you have thank you and definitely let us know yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole usual outro other than to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. We'll be back next week with a normal episode. If the world isn't on fire, I'm Alex. And I'm Brian. And you should definitely get ready to read Future State. Mm-hmm.